Here we go. Pew, pew. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. <laughs> Us. Yay. Yay. Welcome to Conversations Income Comfy Pants. I'm Alex. I'm Clara. I started it. I know. Too, and I'm so proud of myself. Good job. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021, everybody. So excited. Yeah. So excited. Years behind us. We did it. We survived. Uh, are all your problems solved now that I like 2020 over? <laughs> no. No. Oh. Well, you know, at least it's. I, <laughs> I got a, so I think 20, 2019 kind of like ruined it all for all of us because we went into 2020 with such great hopes. High hopes. High hopes. The highest of hopes. High, high. And then this happened. And then we <laughs> so went real low, low. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be parading around being like, 2021 is my year. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wait. <laughs> yeah. See how this goes for a couple months. Yeah. Give it time. Give it time to marinate. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think everyone's off the, this is my year. Same. I don't think been, anyone will ever say that. We've been hit down being like, try it. <laughs> this, you know what? I will not tempt fate like that. You know, not not your year. Uh, although I did still get to do some fun things last year. I got very lucky. You got super lucky. I got have the we, luckiest. I don't think before? so. I don't think so either. So tell us where you were in March of <laughs> as the world was ending, as the world was falling apart, and I was by myself in New Zealand for a couple weeks, and uh, it was fine. I was trying to avoid the news. Well, first when it, it was all happening, I left like the maybe the first or second week of March mm-hmm. and it was when people started dying in Washington and yeah. I was like get me out of here <laughs> like, get me out because I don't care if I get stuck in New Zealand forever that's kind of ideal yeah and so I left and it was great and then I was like kind of trying to avoid the news but like my mom was low-key having a heart attack every day about me I was low-key having a heart attack every day <laughs> Um, and basically I stayed my exact two weeks. I was planning to be there, um, eight hours before my flight left flying through Australia, Australia closed. So I couldn't go through Australia anymore. And I sat on the ground and cried in front of a lot of strangers. Most strangers I've ever cried in front of. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and got the last flight out of New Zealand. And you're back. And I'm back. <laughs> I made it. You made it. And then I had to quarantine for two weeks, but that's like low-key my dream. I mean, don't leave it's your house. Also, out with Penny. not only my dream, but basically my life. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, mm, yeah. I was like, hopefully, hopefully somebody will tell me if I'm allowed to leave because I won't know. <laughs> Because this is just how I live. Well, life. and it's even the best because when you were quarantining, you couldn't even leave to like go to get groceries no. or anything. Like people were sorry, you know, we're bringing before stuff to I you. got home. My sister, she came and picked me up, but I think my mom brought like two weeks worth of groceries to my house. So I like basically had the ideal situation. I got to go on my trip still. Yeah, 
the full trip. Mm-hmm. Some light crying, but I did make it home. It was <laughs> <laughs> like a successful trip. Yeah, I got to do everything I wanted to do there. Including then, the light crying in front of a bunch of strangers. You know, it's took that off the bucket list <laughs> because it was great. I hugged a couple other crying strangers. It was a whole thing. So anyways, that... I think if I hadn't have done that, or if that trip had have gotten canceled, I would have been a lot more mad at 2020. Mm-hmm. But since I got to squeeze that in, yeah. I'm like, listen. Like, at the very time. last second. Literally. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the last second. So. Yeah. I know Brian and I had to cancel. Yeah. You were this, supposed to go this, to... Yeah. Oh, this no. was the year we were supposed to go do a holiday at his parents' house, mm-hmm. either Thanksgiving or Christmas, because mm-hmm. we've never... In California. We've never gone down there. Yeah, yeah. in California. Because we've never gone down there for the holidays. Because mm-hmm. um, Brian's been always been working different jobs. And well, and jobs it's a nightmare to like, travel during holidays. Too. Exactly. Yeah. And he's always been working jobs where he can't work remote or yeah. couldn't work remote or had a really like stri- um, strict schedule or weird schedule. Yeah. So this was kind of the first year we potentially could have done it. Mm-hmm. So we were going to go down there for a holiday. Um, we had rescheduled our Disney trip that yes. we were going to do in December before Brian got super sick, which we believe strongly that it was COVID. <laughs> that he Everybody had it. says that. Like, it's 100%. I, <laughs> that's what he's, I think he just had a really bad flu. Either way. Don't tell him. He was sick. sick. He was sick. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. Yeah. It's fine. He was, he, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> supportive. Um, very supportive. <laughs> he asked, he goes, he goes, so when are you going to start, you know, monetizing this? I was like, I don't know. Probably uh, never. None of your business also. <laughs> yeah. <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. No. And he's like, I'll be your manager. I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> we have a manager. Her name's Penny. Yeah. She's fine. She's fine. Oh, there's something out the window. She looks at birds instead of us. Oh, yeah. no, she's well, bathing. Okay important things anyway and then this was also the year we had talked about going to paris oh that's right yeah so all of those dreams dashed dashed Hmm. and just another year of being at home yeah which i'm like you i don't mind yeah i'm like oh you're telling me i can't go anywhere oh darn it yeah i do like to go on a big trip a year yeah and since i got to do that i'm fine yeah well that's what brian and i like to do we like to do one kind of trip to somewhere we haven't been yes. before mm-hmm. um i think the only year we really skipped was 2019 no 2018 because we were saving for our wedding yeah that'll do it yeah. <laughs> i've heard those are expensive <laughs> <laughs> uh so do you have any new year's resolutions i was thinking about that on my way like over here um i <laughs> know <laughs> i was really thinking about it on my drive over um I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions because essentially it sets you up for failure. Yeah. And I do not know a single person who has kept their New Year's resolution. Well, you don't, you're not already doing it because it's hard and impossible. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, I do not know a single person that has stuck to it. And like, what, forever? I need a timeline. Like, I'll do it for two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) I'll work out for two weeks. I also don't know a single person that if you ask them in, you know, June, yeah. what was your New Year's resolution? They're going to be like, uh. Yeah, they're saying that because they failed and they don't want to admit with... it. <laughs> so I have decided mm-hmm. to just set like a realistic goal. Yeah. Um, which isn't like, because a lot of resolutions are like they take away something like, oh, I'm going to yeah. lose this. I'm not. I'm going to stop doing this. There's a lot of like, yeah, it's very negative. Yeah. 
I don't need that in my life. No, nobody does. <laughs> That's why they never work. Yeah, I don't. I don't need the negativity. Yeah. So I'm kind of turning a positive spin. Okay. So one of my goals that I was thinking of was starting over here um, was I want to read twelve new books nice. in 2021. Great. That's a good one. So I figure. Does listening count? See, I'm not a big, like, book listener. Oh, okay. I like the, you know, being a blanket on a yes. couch. Yeah. Or in the bed. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of books listen because to. I do, like, just data entry mm-hmm. at work. Mm-hmm. And so I can listen at the same time. Yeah. Where I can't, obviously, read. Yeah. See, I, that. and I want to pay attention to, like, what's going yeah. on. And with like listening to audiobooks at work mm. I will get distracted or I will like veer off and be like wait what yeah. just happened how who <laughs> wait who just died <laughs> who just died who killed what what how did this happen <laughs> yeah so, I, I mean, get that one of them is I want to read 12 new books that's great I love that and that's very achievable and it gives me like a time frame it's exactly. like 12 books yes one year one a month book a month but bam, you could do two one month and then Skip. take a month off. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like the majority of the books that I want to read because I oh nice I have a problem of going to half price books. Oh, I love half price oh, books. A favorite place. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I just go there and I buy I book. Yeah, books I love that. Books. I have a cookbook problem. I buy a lot. That doesn't of count books. as a reading them. No, it's, it's not on my. <laughs> I want to read a book. If it's but. not on Goodreads, although I don't know, maybe cookbooks are. I think they are. Count it. Sponsor us Goodreads. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I uh, update all my books on there. I've I've tried to. Yeah, you've been on recently. Yeah, I I went, looking. I kind of did like a back catalog yes. of like books yeah, that I have to. read. Yeah. Well, I have to do it. Because I forget that I read a book. <laughs> so I'll have to be like, wait, that cover looks familiar. Is it because I've read it? And then, yeah. yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I'm not like, my mom hates this, but I'm not big into the library. I know. And you're rolling your eyes because you probably hate that too. Well, because... that was my first job was at the library. Oh. Nerd alert. <laughs> uh, you can't see, but I'm wearing suspenders and taped up glasses right yeah. now. And a bow tie. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't have to say that. That's yeah. clear. Given. <laughs> Anyways, um, why don't you like the library? Well, I, I like the library. However, I am the person that I will take forever to read a book. Mm, and yeah. I get really stressed out by the, Those 21 like, days. By those days. So yeah. I'm like, can I finish this in 21 days? Am I going to owe them a dime? Am I going to owe them a dime? <laughs> I don't, don't have any change. Who has change? <laughs> what? What do I do? <laughs> so it stresses me out. And I get that. I, uh, I mean, I'll, I buy. However, that's why I go to half price books a lot. Because mm, I'll buy them at half price books. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I think the most I've ever spent on a book at half price books is. Half price? Maybe $15. Maybe. The thing, though, about. Because I, I know the audiobooks at least are 21 days. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to read a book a month, that might get you to. True. Do it. True. You know. Yeah, I it's just I'm I'm very odd. It's like I like. I don't but then if you're like, it's like meeting homework. It's like well I have to do it. I'm not going to. Yeah. Or like when I was a kid, my mom told me to clean my room. It's like well now I never will. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Twenty years later, I'm still not doing it. <laughs> I still 
Clearly, I'm not. <laughs> Just kidding. My room's your room's spotless. No, it's not spotless, well, but I it's can't, fine. I can't see it from here. But it's better than um, when I was like ten. <laughs> yeah, so because she doesn't tell me to anymore. Sorry. Because <laughs> it's my room. Do. Yeah. Because <laughs> I live alone. Yeah. So that's yeah. So that's kind of that's my a good room. one. I you? love that. What about you? Do you have any resolutions, I or have I completely don't. derailed you with my? Well, I can't compete with that. Don't be negative. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no. I've never been like a lose weight person or a stop doing that person. I think lose weight has been on my news resolutions like every year for yeah. the since the beginning of time. And I've just come to realize if I do, great. Yeah. If I don't, also great. Yeah. Still doing fine. I'm doing great. Still a person. Yeah. Uh there's just more to me to lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> that was fun. Yours should be to gain weight because I just love more and more of you. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you'll see me, I'll be like the girl in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as the big Charlotte Burridge. What's her name? Beauregard? Bara? Bonaparte? No, I can't remember. It's not Bonaparte. It's not Beauregard. Oh, is that oh, it? Is it? I think, I it, think is. it is. <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you going to be blue also? I might. I will I mean, TBD. have a river of chocolate going down my stairs. <laughs> That's what it'll take. Careful. Penny might run into it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she will. Uh, no, I don't really have any. I A few years ago, one of mine that was kind of life-changing that I always just like kind of try and reset is like I decided to just do exactly what makes me happy and not like worry too much about like oh well they really want me to do it so I guess I'll do it even though I don't really want to just be like no I don't want to do that and I don't have to That's and huge. uh it really was very helpful yeah it was something that I needed especially that time uh-huh. in my life and I think always. <laughs> so it's a nice yeah. little reminder to refresh that, I think, every New Year's. Yeah, and I think, and honest, and so kind of what I've started doing is that I, at least for the last two years, I've taken the week between Christmas and New Year's yeah. off work. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm on vacation right now. Um, and I basically just plan it to do nothing. Yeah. Because it's like a mental refresh, mm-hmm. it's a physical refresh, yeah. it's a, you know, let me think about everything that I've you know, done in the last year or not done, you know, and then what can I bring into next year? And it's all, and that comes to mind a lot is, you know, being able to say no. Mm -hmm. I call it the graceful no, where it's like, you know, you're, you're saying no, but it's, it's not like now. Yeah. It's, it's a graceful, of course, this doesn't work or no, I'm not going to do this. And, and really standing up for something that you want to do Mm -hmm. as a person. Just being like unapologetically doing what you what makes you happy? Yeah. Within reason, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Don't be an idiot about it. But. Yeah, let's, 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 not go, let's not go as far as the two people we're here to talk about today. Oh, segue. segue. Good one. Pow, pow. So we've been screwing like been, around it's lately. It's like I've been doing this for 11 episodes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've been screwing around lately doing fun stuff, so we're diving deep into some 
uh, we decided it was time to stop <laughs> <Yeah>. immediately. <laughs> we're going to talk about some stuff that might make you sad. Yeah, we're going to talk or about Or might be super interesting, or maybe both. Or, and know. we're not going to apologize for No, it. <laughs> we're not. Because it makes us happy. And there are probably two things that you all have heard about. In one, in some way, shape, and or form, you have heard about these two things. Heard about Fixer Rapper? <laughs> It's in Waco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Magnolia Bakery. <laughs> uh, Baylor. Yes. Baylor's in Waco. It is. So if you haven't guessed, one of the things we're talking about <laughs> is the Waco siege with the Branch Dividends. Yes. Um, and Koresh. then we're also going to talk about Jonestown. Because we love a cult. And our good Jimmy Jones. Jimmy J. Jimmy J. And the People's Temple. <sighs> okay. Mm. I think you should go first. Okay. Yours precedes mine. Yes. Mine is in the 70s. Yes. Of the 1900s. Variety. Of the 1900s variety. <laughs> <laughs> I feel since, since we did the Hamilton episode, I'm always like, wait, no, it's not. Not 17. <laughs> not 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. No. I was watching, um, okay, I was on TikTok. <laughs> yes. Um, I was watching the news. Okay, I was watching TikTok. And they did, um, it was like reasons why you shouldn't skip watching the Reynolds pamphlet in Hamilton. Yes. And the first, because of the king? The first one. <laughs> that the is the best part. dancing is superb. <laughs> That's the best part. He's like, you don't even notice he's there at first. And then you're like, oh, nailed it. Well, you forget because you like, yeah. you forget he's there because he sings this song and then he sits down on the yes. stage. Yes, I love that chair. part too. Kind of off in the side. <laughs> kind of off in the side. And the whole time you're like. <laughs> and he's dancing. You're like, oh. to be president. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. <laughs> we love we love the king. Oh, we love you, King George. We love you, King George. Oh, okay. All right. So okay, I'm tell me. here to talk about Jonestown. Jones, 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 Jones. <laughs> I think we nailed that. It's like remember that rapper from like the two thousands where it's like who Mike Jones? Oh yeah, Mike Jones. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. Mike Jones. <laughs> yes, All right. I do. Business. Jim Jones was born James Warren Jones. Okay. And I don't know what it is with creepy guys in the name Warren. I'm sorry if you're out there. And I don't know. Warren. If I know any Warrens. Warren Jeffs. Very mm. creepy cult Warren guy. Warren Beatty's? Warren. Who that? He might be creepy. He's an actor. He could be creepy. We don't know. Probably. Um, so James Warren Jones. He was born May 13th of 1931. Born and raised in Indiana. And he was an avid reader of authors at like Karl Marx. Mm. Mahatma Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Joseph Stalin. Mm-hmm. And Adolf Hitler. So there's four months for you. <laughs> <laughs> Four books. <laughs> Think about yes, it. My first book is going to be Mein Kampf. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, it's true. You're the one who wanted to read them. Yes, I go. I, I did. <laughs> Thanks for giving me the inspo, Jim Jones. Um, he had an intense interest in religion to the point where his quote unquote friends um, called him weird. Like just a strange kid. Um, okay. But he, like, and, okay, so this is what I thought was kind of, like, sweet. And then you go, okay, there it is. Um, 
he held funerals for small animals Aww. that and he died. <laughs> Spoilies. Spoilies. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry. So he held funerals for small animals mm-hmm. on his parents' farm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, did the whole thing, whole, bag like, pipes. Bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> he learned the bagpipes. Yeah, got to. He did the Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and, but he also stabbed a cat. Benny. Benny. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude, Jim Jones. So it's Warren. Like, come on. That's the Warren part of it. There's, 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 there's that. There's the catch right there. And so he married, I didn't spell her name right because I think I was honestly just scribbling, um, Marceline Baldwin in 1949, which was the year my dad was born. Fun factoids. All these crazy murderers get married. Yeah. <laughs> and they stayed married until they oh, died love is love. in November of 1978. How do I know they died in November, November 1978? I've got an idea. Stay tuned. <laughs> As Clara says, put a pin in it. <laughs> put a pin. Uh, so 1954, he started his own church in Indianapolis um, called the Community Unity Church. Oh, I love a rhyme. Sounds like he just threw a bunch of words community in a hat. Community Unity. <laughs> we are a unified community. Community. What's... And we're a church. Community. 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 Nailed it. (laughs) Done. Um, And he bought his first building for the church because he was renting it out for the first two years. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1956, and then he changed the name to the People's Temple Full Gospel Church. Mouthful. People's Temple for short. Get it. I get it. Um. It was actually the first time he ended up using the phrase people's temple. Mm. Um, it was pretty, like, from what I was reading, it was pretty normal as far as churches go. Okay. You know, you got your, they did the good stuff for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a soup kitchen. Sure. And um, the reason why, so Jim Jones was a part of another church, um, kind of learning and the ropes and everything like that. And he separated from that church because they would not allow African Americans into their congregation. Okay. So he was like, I ain't playing that game. Sure. No, no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start my own church and allow African Americans into my congregation. Okay. Um, it was a very relaxed. It sounded very, like, he didn't care what people wore to church. Nice. Um, it was I'm like, on board. <laughs> yeah. It's like you could wear sweatpants or whatever yeah. you wanted because he did not want a distinction between who was really wealthy like wealth, and yeah. who was, okay. you know, could have been homeless. Yeah. Um, he just kind of wanted everybody to feel comfortable, everybody on the same playing field. So I'm like, God damn it, Jim Jones, <laughs> you sound like a nice guy. Oh, where'd you go? Where's that Warren come out and you start stabbing cats? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Warren. Um, okay. So, it, I mean, it was pretty normal. He, what, uh, but, you know, he was an outspoken communist. He was very, mm. like, you know. Yeah, he did read Mein Kampf. Yeah. And Stalin. I and think. Stalin. Come on. The only, like, redeeming quality in there was he read some Gandhi. Yeah. Yeah. I've never read it. I, I, can't, I can't judge that. I can't. <laughs> I've heard um, good things about him. <laughs> good things that Gandhi fellow. Um, and so he realized from other churches that they were doing healings. Mm. Like, you know, the this person hasn't you put their hand on their forehead and push them over and they're healed. Yeah, he realized that that was... Uh, that was a thing to do and that you could make money 
doing really? that. Okay. So he faked healings. Sure. <laughs> Got to. To bring in the money. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1959, all of that changed. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> he tested out a fiery rhetoric, which was inspired by this dude named Father Divine. Father Divine was... Bold an Af- name. <laughs> Just wait. Okay. Father Divine was an African-American... Um, Man. Priest. Okay. Um, and he claimed to be God. Good. Not the reincarnation. Nope, the one. The one. He's him. Hmm. And was very, like, the world is going to end and I'm blah, 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 whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, so that kind of changed everything. Because he got very into it very quickly. So and Jonesy's on board. Jonesy's 100%. He like oh, looked okay. to Father Divine as his inspiration for the future of the People's Temple. Good. Right. Um, in the 1960s, he predicted that there was going to be a nuclear holocaust. Okay. That was going to facilitate a socialist Eden. Okay. How? So. <laughs> the world's going to end. Well, it would only take out <laughs> Illinois and Indiana. Oh, okay. That's Just those nice. two states. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Everyone else would be okay. People, everybody hates <laughs> Illinois and Indiana. I mean, come on. <laughs> Indiana a has city a town. and a full state. Indiana has a town named Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary. I get it now. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so he decided to move to California. Sure, you gotta get out of there. Yeah, he's like, we got, we gotta get out of here. Okay, you know, it's gets the nuclear holocaust, <laughs> but only there, well, but only in these two states. <laughs> okay. um, so he moved to California. Really got his followers. Like his, they followed him to California. He opened up different branches of the People's Temple, um, but centralized his headquarters in San Francisco. Um, and that happened in like the early seventies. Okay. And so in the San Francisco headquarters, they really focused on communal living. So everyone was living in the same area. They were doing everything together. Mm -hmm. All the money was going to the community. Um, One thing I thought was really interesting was Jim Jones said that he was the only heterosexual in the world. Hmm. Just him. Nobody else. It's a lonely spot to be. But he could sleep with everybody. That's true. He could sleep with all the women because he was the only man who could do so. And the men. Both. Oh, wait. Heterosexual. Hold up. Okay. (laughs) I was thinking bye. (laughs) (laughs) So what is everybody else doing? Well, they're still sleeping with the other sex. I'm more um, but they're convinced they're like, this isn't against, you know, what... It's not what I really want. It's not what I really want, but it just feels right. Ooh, that's... Right. What about all the women? They don't really want to be sleeping with him? No, but they do. Okay. Yeah. I don't love that. He, like, um, discouraged anyone having sex outside of marriage... Or even in marriage. Except for with him. Except for with him. <laughs> That's how it always goes, isn't it? Oh, with those cozy leaders. Um, Sounds on brand. <laughs> and then the children oh, no. were all raised communally. So okay. kind of like Scientology, from what I've heard, hmm. 
Okay. Um, is that the children are raised by... It takes a village. It takes a village, essentially. Mm-hmm. And literally. <laughs> they don't have, like, distinguished, distinct parents. Uh-huh. Um, do we have a Except rest- for... No. Sorry. We have some medicine to pick up. Um, so anyway, all the children were raised communally. Yes. It uh, takes a village. But what I found was interesting was that they talked about that they stressed physical discipline for the children. Good. Which started out as, you know, paddling. Okay. All the way up to boxing matches between <laughs> the children. Fight club! It was children <laughs> fight club. <laughs> That's awful. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was, they would, okay. They, and then but all those was, kids are yoked. Yeah, and whoever was left standing, yeah, you know, was right in whatever situation. Was. Sure. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then you know the parents felt left out, so then they started boxing. Good. So just, you know, a whole, a the whole kids boxing. <laughs> or I think they started boxing. Age appropriate boxing. I think it was age appropriate boxing. Okay. In 1974, they at least land in Guyana. Which is in South America. Mm-hmm. I did not know where Guyana was until today. I get it confused with Papua New Guinea. I see. I think it's somewhere in Africa. I don't know why, but I always think it's somewhere in Africa. Perhaps but it we is should not. post a photo yes. of it. It is in I... South America. Okay. And it is north of Brazil. Gotcha. Um, so if we go to our handy dandy globe, it's teeny, teeny tiny. Oh, I see it. Yeah, Guyana. It's exa- There's a, a Georgetown is on here. There's Georgetown and Jonestown. Jonestown. <laughs> they renamed it. They renamed it. <laughs> There's also a Georgetown in Guyana. Okay, I see it. It's three in uh, above Brazil. Yeah, it's right north of Brazil. Beautifully so, explained. In 1974. No, 77. So they at least land in Guyana. Um, in 1977, Mr. Jim Jones got a little paranoid because of the media scrutiny over the sp- <laughs> over the suspicious activities in California. In or? California, okay. Because the media was like looking at him, like, "What are you really doing?" <laughs> They're just always looking in the air. Um, okay, was, so that's why they moved. Yeah, and there okay. was like. A murder that happened. Um, people had gone missing. People were what? saying to their like families, "Get me out of here." What? Um, yeah, it was nuts. That's bad. So, and as with a lot of cults, the IRS was looking into their religious, taking away their religious tax exemption. Yeah, <laughs> that is usually a gigantic sign that they're going to be like, oh. "It's like um, panic and move." Have you seen? Um, the show, The Book of Mormon. No. Have you heard the soundtrack for the no. Book of Mormon? So this is not a dig on Mormons. I love the Mormons. I think they're fantastic. Okay. Humans. Um, <laughs> beliefs are. Uh. Mm-hmm. So there's a song in it called "I Believe." Okay. And talks about everything that Mormons believe. Uh huh. And one of the lines that cracks me and Brian up is. I believe that in 1979, God changed his mind about black people. 
Good. Because the leader of the the then leader of the Mormon Church, um, they were going to get their tax exemption status taken away if they did not accept African Americans oh, no. into their church. The night before that was going to go into effect, the leader of the Mormon Church had a had That's a horrifying. revelation from God. Sure. That. Praise They're be. Okay. Praise be. They can, they can come in. <laughs> oh, no. So. There is. <laughs> look, deep look deep within that and then go away. Yeah. I mean. It's just, ooh. you know. I don't like that. For the longest that. time, he was like, God was like, nope, can't. Mm-mm. And then, nope, Sorry's. I changed my mind. <laughs> the night before. <laughs> the night before their tax exemption status was Yikes. going to go away. Good. Good, no. good. Important things. Yes. So, um, Jonestown, uh-huh. that's, where, that's where we start getting into talking about Jonestown. Okay. So, they got the land in 1974, and then in 77 was when Jim Jones was like, I got to get out of here. Out of so, Guyana? Out of California. California. Because gotcha. the press was looking into him, and right, the right. IRS with the tax, tax et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was called the People's Temple. Pe- uh. <laughs> it's a tough Words one. Words are hard today. I know. People's Temple Agricultural Ooh, that Project. that is tough. That is tough. A.K.A. Jonestown. Yes. Um, For short. (laughs) For short. It's called Jonestown. Um, So pre-mass migration, there was about 50 people that lived there. Okay. The OGs. The OGs. Like tending the land, making sure it's like inhabitable, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of. Maybe making some shelters. Maybe making some shelters. Putting in a bathroom. Ooh, smart. Putting in a pool. (gasps) Nice. sauna. A sauna. A sauna. (laughs) Um... The population at the migration, which kind of all happened all at once, because mm-hmm. Jim Jones was kind of like, okay, we're leaving, we're leaving tonight. Let's go. Sure. Um, Notice what's a plane ticket to South America at that years. time. Um, but the migration population at that time went from 50 to 909. Oh my gosh. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's a big boy. Yeah. There's a lot of people. It's a lot. All at, like, all at once. Wow. Okay. From... Do you know, is it California mostly, or did he have, like, kind so of spread out? So it was all out? from California. Oh, gosh. Wow. So okay. everyone that kind of followed him were from the People's Temple headquarters in California. Okay. That's where they were kind of being looked at. And, right. Um, wow. That's huge. Yeah. Okay. But I think it was, I think some could have come from other congregations, other areas. Sure. Um, but mostly it was from San Francisco. Okay. So now I'm just going to go into... Um, not a lot about what happened, like what they were doing in Jonestown, um, but just kind of going into more of what happened on the night of November 18th, 1977. Okay. And then, Let's do it. but before that, I really want to talk about this thing called White Nights. Okay. That they had, because this will kind of, you know, might trigger a pin, little something. Pin it. Um, so, White Nights. Um, Jim Jones had these every once in a while to address safety within the settlement. Okay. Basically saying, we're going to be destroyed. People are coming to take us out. You know, you have four options. And we have to decide as a community what we're going to do. Oh, gosh. Okay. Number one was flee to the Soviet Union. I have a lot of logistical questions on that. Yeah. Um, For 900 people? For 900 people. Lots of logistics. Flee to the Soviet Union. Which is on a different continent. Different climates. 
very different. You need 100% different clothes. You need a jacket. You need several jackets. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a home. Maybe. Maybe Maybe a passport. Maybe some They must have passports. Um, so flee to the Soviet Union. Sure. Flee into the jungle. Okay. The Amazon. The Amazon. Stay and fight. Which, honestly, that would be at the bottom of my list. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I'm all about <laughs> flee into the jungle. <laughs> Maybe meet up with a cat. Ooh, a they jungle have bad cat. cats, though. Panthers. Make friends. Become Mowgli. Become Mowgli. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's essentially my plan. Okay. And number four. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you've heard this before. Oh, I bet I know. Mass revolutionary yes. suicide. Mm. Wouldn't you try and fight first? I mean, come on. So, this option was chosen twice. So they voted. They voted. Huh. Mass revolutionary suicide was chosen twice when they ran this. Out of how many? And rehearsed. I don't know if out of how many. Out of like 800 And votes. was rehearsed. <laughs> okay. Like, people got in the line. They were given yes. juice. They drank the juice. Not Kool-Aid. What was it? It was Kool-Aid. It was, uh, no, the knockoff brand. Oh, yeah. Not Haterade, but Flavorade. (laughs) Drinking some Haterade up in here. (laughs) Flavorade. Yeah. So they were given a juice. Yes. And they were told. Gross, gross juice. There is poison in here and you will die in 45 minutes. I love that journey. At 45 minutes when they're all like, okay, I'm going to die. Jim Jones was like, nope, it was a test. Psych. You're, you're good. Don't <laughs> gotcha. Worry. You're good. Not going to oh, die. No. Not going to die today. I don't love that. So that's kind of the white knights sort of thing. So keep that in Practice round one, I'm out. Uh-huh. Vote number one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Like, wait, that's on the table? Sorry, goodbye. And they called it mass revolutionary suicide. Not mass suicide. Mass revolutionary Okay. which I just find fascinating. Um, and so, on November 18th, 1977, Leo Ryan, a representative from California, mm-hmm. the 11th district, um, the fighting 11. Um, get him. Get him. Uh, I don't know where that is in California. Nobody but cares. came to visit <laughs> due to concerns from People's Temple, um, their family members, mm-hmm. um, the murder that happened. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Just were concerned about what's going on in, jo- in, in uh, Jonestown. I almost yep. said Georgetown. <laughs> like, See? Jonestown. So when do. they were leaving, so they they were there for a few for like a day or two. Originally, they weren't being allowed into Jonestown, um, and then they were... Okay. And we're you know, showing around. And <clears throat> they were just checking things out, making just sure it was on out, the up Just checking things out, making sure thing was good. Okay. Um, upon leaving, um, Congressman Ryan said that everything was great and they left in good spirits with um, Jim Jones and the people of Jonestown, so there's nothing really to worry about. Um, I'm worried. <laughs> little did he know. Oh, no. Um, when he was leaving, mm-hmm. um him and four others were killed trying to leave George no! Jonestown from Port Kaituma. Why? Because they were against what Jonestown But he said it was all peachy. They didn't want to risk him going back and oh, potentially gosh. changing his story. Okay. So they killed him. 
and 11 others were injured. Good. That's how the story's going to get released, you jag. Yeah. yeah. So, but Jim realized this. So as this is going on. He's like, on, oh, wait, I should have thought about that. Right. <laughs> um, so as that's going on in Port Kaituma, um, his wife, remember her? Yeah. Was love is love. Prepping a large metal tub oh, no. with the grape flavorade. Flavorade and cyanide. Good. Now you're probably asking yourself, Alex, how did he get cyanide in I Guyana? Am, now that you say that I am. How how did he get that much cyanide? How do you cyanide? get it anywhere? I'll tell you. Okay. He was getting half pound shipments every month from the time that he got there until November. So mm-hmm. it's like a year and a half mm-hmm. um, of cyanide because he had a jeweler's license and he said he was using the cyanide to clean gold. Baboom. Uh, what? Yep. <laughs> okay. So fun fact, cyanide cleans gold. Still? I don't Do they still use it? I don't. I hope not. Um, so yeah, that's how he got. That's how he got the cyanide. Interesting. Um, so she was mixing the large metal tub yeah. with, this, with the Kool Aid and cyanide. In a um, big witch's cauldron. In the big witch's cauldron <laughs> with a big spoon. Yeah, and smoking spoon a little was, bit. Like burning off. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so no big deal. Calm down. No, it's um, everything's fine. So Jim called everyone to the pavilion and released uh, called a forty-five minute tape that they call the death tape. You can mm-hmm. actually hear hear what he had to say. It's horrifying. Um, and one of the quotes it, from it mm. is, one of those people on that plane is going to shoot the pilot. I know that. I didn't plan it, but I know it's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to shoot that pilot, and down comes the plane into the jungle, and we better not have any of our children left when it's over because they'll parachute in here on us. So he Have could, you listened to it? Sorry. I have not. Oh, I have so he, well, I've, I've, I think I've listened to parts of it in like yeah, documentaries. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but he was just convincing. They're like, they're going to come after us, and that's it. We're done. We'll risk it. Risk so, it, Jonesy. So basically, he was like, go time. What if they suicide. don't? You might live. <laughs> and so okay. the horrifying part <clears throat> of this whole thing. There's more. There's, there's more. a more horrifying part. There's a more horrifying okay. part. Okay. So they lined up, they got the grape Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. they drank it. Yeah. Um, it took about five minutes or less for babies and kids to oh. die. So it's taking five minutes or less for the babies and kids to die. Yeah. It took the adults about 20 to 30 minutes. <gasps> after you watched your baby after die. After you watched your baby die. So mm, there were horrifying. people apparently just walking around just out of it and like just waiting to die. I don't like Once this. they realized it was not a test, oh, people fudge. thought it was one of the but white once night babies started dying. Tests. Ugh. Once the babies started dying, started actually dying, they were like, uh oh. Oopsie. Isn't a test. <laughs> Whoopsie doodles. <laughs> that's what I call an oopsie poops. Yeah, that's oopsie poops. Um, oh, that's horrifying. So on oh that my gosh, day. I can't imagine. 918 people oh died. Oh my gosh, that's so much more than I thought. Yeah, 918 people died. Ugh. Which includes the people that were shot um, at, at Fort, the Ka- at Fort yeah. Kaima, um, or Kaituma. Um, it was the single greatest loss of American civilian life until 9-11. Oh my gosh. Jones's wife 
died from cyanide poisoning. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Jones. Mm, that looks painful. Died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. I don't want to die like them. So. Oh, what a coward. What a coward. So that is the People's Temple in Jonestown. Um, there are so many documentaries out there. Yeah. Um, on it. There's so many documentaries out there about him and his. It's gross. Just how he, how enigmatic he was to yeah. bring people in and bring You'd people have to in be. that were very like unsure of themselves and mm. not didn't mm-hmm. felt like they needed a community. Needed a community, yeah. He was very <clears throat> easy to <clears throat> to do that. Interesting. Um, and it was just. Do you know were there people that didn't in fact drink the Kool Aid? Yes. So there, there were, were survivors. Yeah, there were people that survived. Um, some of his kids survived. Um, like, three of his kids survived because they were playing a basketball game against um, Georgetown. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's like, oops, forgot about oops, that. Oops, forgot about the game. I <laughs> uh, should have been watching. I should have been there. So, yeah. So, uh, some people wow. did survive. Um, <clears throat> I think they've been on a few doc. I think I've seen a few oh, documentaries really? where survivors are talking. Um, and just the pictures from Jonestown, I mean... It's just bad stuff. Just the so helicopter overview of this entire Ooh. area of just bodies, mm-hmm. and they're all laying down. It looks like everybody just took a nap. A forever nap. Forever nap. Night That's, night forever. Um, horrifying. So, yeah, nine hundred eighteen people. Don't want that. Were essentially murdered. Is, yeah, absolutely. Is what they they're, they're well, not especially calling it a suicide. These like um, white night test days or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, Jim, we'll do it again. Yeah. So they originally said it was a mass suicide. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think the government has changed its its mind on that and said no, it's a mass murder because mm-hmm. it's you know they drank this Kool Aid not knowing yeah it had cyanide in it yeah had they known. Would they have still drank it? I don't know. Some of them probably. Some of them probably would have. They probably wouldn't have fed it to their kids. Absolutely not. A lot of them. And then watched their children die within five minutes. It's horrifying. So. um, Oh, but there was one thing I wanted to say that Mm -hmm. Jim said. um, After, so in reaction to, in response to the reactions of seeing poison take the effect on others. So when people were watching. Right. People that had taken the poison before them. Yeah. Um, they got scared. Scared, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So Joan said, "Die with a degree of dignity. Lay down your life with dignity. Don't lay down with tears and agony." I tell you, I don't care how many screams you hear. I don't care how many anguish cries. Death is a million times preferable to ten more days of this life. If you knew what was ahead of you, if you knew what was ahead of you. You'd be st- you'd be glad to be stepping over tonight. Hmm. I mean, I guess they all think they're going to heaven, right? So. Yeah. Still. So. Anywho. Okay. Well. <laughs> on to another cheery topic. That's wake up. Sad. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> all right. Wake up. Wake up. Okay. Tell so. me all about David Crush. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you probably more than you'd like to know. Um, okay, so I'm talking about the Brain Shabidians, David Crash, and the Waco Siege of 1993. Waco! Waco! That's actually a really fun yeah, word really to say. <laughs> okay, 
first, we go back momentarily to January 5th, 1902, when Benjamin Roden was born um, in Bearden, Oklahoma, to a family of Jewish origin. Is that David Koresh? Tisn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang, he's a lot older than I thought. <laughs> uh, married Louise. Louis? What's L O I S? Lois. Louise? Lois. <laughs> Lois got in 1937, and eventually they had two daughters and four sons, one of which was named George Roden. Also, not David <laughs> Stick with me. I promise this is relevant. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, the beginning of Ben Roden's religious views are um, and upbringing are vague, but in an obituary it says that he joined the Christian church the same year that he married, um, and by 1940 the Rodens were a part of the Seventh-day Adventist church mm. in mm. Texas. Um, so basically the Seventh-day Adventists have a lot of similarities with um, Judaism, like practicing mm-hmm. the Sabbath, and they have a lot of dietary laws. Mm-hmm. Um and so that would have been appealing to Jewish board Rodin. Um, in the early to mid-1940s, the Rodins became um, influenced by the Shepherd's Rod movement, which had splintered from Seventh-day Adventists. Mm-hmm. Um, so splinter religions you got to worry out for. Yeah. Tough. Suspicious. Basically, it, the, this doesn't matter, but the Shepherd's Rod came into conflict with... Um, the uh, Seventh-day Adventists over interpretations of Isaiah, chapter 54 through 66. Basically, it was like he thought that the church was becoming too lax and they needed to more closely follow the rules. So because of 11 chapters. Yes. <laughs> 11 very strict ones. 11 very these chapters very <laughs> In 1955, Roden said he was told to give a message to the executive council of the, the Rod but he didn't want to. Wait. Roden said that because of his reluctance, that one night in bed, the Lord picked him up by his pajama tops and told him to write the letter. He didn't want to sign it. He was like, these aren't my words. You made me say this. And so the Lord told him to sign it, the branch. After that, he worked to share with others that he believed, um, what he believed that God had revealed to him. Sounds like the Mormons and the... A little Cabins. bit, yeah. Um, so basically, Roden took possessions of a place called Mount Carmel in 1962 yeah. and began his efforts to purchase the remaining 77 acres, um, which he did so in 1973. I'm seeing the connection Here to we David go. From this point on, the property was simply known as Mount Carmel. Now, we move on to the main man, David. David Crash. Who was born... Wait, what was the name that you said was sketchy? Warren. Warren. Vernon Wayne. No, Which I feel like is Wayne. very Warren... Vernon Wayne Howell on August 17th, <gasps> which is my birthday, but 1959 in Houston, um, to a 14-year-old single mother, Bonnie Sue Clark. Oh, Bonnie. His father was Bobby Wayne Howell, but before Crush was born, he met a younger teenage girl and abandoned Bobby Sue. Wait. Horrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> and he was, I think, I'm he was sorry, like four you years. I'm sorry, fifteen. <laughs> you can almost drive. Oh. No. <laughs> I think he was like three or four years older, so he was seventeen Gross. or eighteen. She but was fourteen. But still, I don't care. It's disgusting. It's nasty. 
So Koresh never um, met his dad, um, no. and his mother soon moved in with a violent alcoholic. Mm-hmm which is always a good time. In 1963, his mother left uh, him. (laughs) Left. By him, I mean David Grash. To live with his grandmother, her mom, who clearly nailed it as a mom the first (laughs) go-around. So good things to come. Um, His mom came back, though, when he was seven after marrying a carpenter named Roy Hadleman. Um, and somewhere in there, David Crash gets a half-brother. Okay. He describes his early childhood as lonely. He was bad at school. Um, he was dyslexic and presumably got zero help from home. <laughs> well. Uh, he was in special ed classes and was bullied at school and had a very rude nickname, which I choose not to say. No boy. Uh, and then he dropped out of high school his junior year. So although he never met his father, it seemed like the apple didn't fall far from that creepy tree. Um, when he when he was 19, he got a 15-year-old girl pregnant. Um, and he also just left her in the dust. He claims that he became a born-again Christian and soon joined his mom's church, the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mm. He immediately gets infatu- infatuated with the pastor's daughter. Um, he says that he was praying for guidance, and he opened his eyes and found a Bible open to Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16, which says, none should want for her mate. So obviously, which I don't really get it. Yeah, <laughs> none should want for her mate. Uh, David took this as a sign from God, and Crash <laughs> told the pastor God wanted him to have his daughter as no. a wife. The pastor threw him out. <laughs> um, but that didn't stop. Someone just left the Bible open. <laughs> to that also, he made that up. Um, that didn't stop Davy though. He continued to um, persist and pursue that girl until he was expelled from the congregation. <laughs> stop being creepy. Yeah, you're being a creep. Go away. <laughs> She's probably 12. <laughs> probably in the not right. <laughs> That's not funny. In 1981, Koresh moved to Waco, Texas. Waco! Where he joined the Branch Davidians. Um, so, three years before he joined, um, our boy from the beginning, Benjamin Roden, the guy who's basically started it all, mm-hmm. died in 1978. His wife, Lois, became... Therefore, the next Branch Davidian prophet at the compound. Was it, um, were they the Branch Davidians or were they just called the Branch? I don't know. Okay. I think the Branch Davidians. Mm. Sorry, I remember something. So yes, you're right. Continue. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, but so the wife now, Lois, is the, like, president of the club. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Bake sale on Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. But I assume because patriarchy purposes, members were torn between the allegiance to Ben's wife, Lois, and his son, George. Um, but Koresh, who was in his late 20s and hungry for debt power. Whose name is Vernon. 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 <laughs> he started sleeping with Lois. 
who was in her late Lois. Oh, sorry, Lois, who was in her late sixties. Oh, he's completely did a one eighty. Yes. <laughs> he. Uh, we'll have to post a picture of her because she's definitely like, you know, there's some people that you're like, oh my gosh, she's sixty. Like I can't believe it. Yeah. She looks so young. She's not one of them. Oh. <laughs> she definitely aged. <laughs> Appropriately, if not prematurely. <laughs> oh, Lois. Oh, honey. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, but probably you know, didn't wear a ton of sunscreen. Good on her for getting a younger man. Yep. Get it. Um, Koresh claimed that God had chosen him to father a child with Lois, and that child would be the chosen one. So he dropped out of school before really grasping sex at. <laughs> Because she's high 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Not likely. No. And she's already had, I think, like five kids or something. Um, Apparently, God was kind of wishy-washy on that, though, because before long, Koresh announced that God had instructed him to marry Rachel Jones, who, remember, he's in his late 20s. She's 14. Back to his habits. Get someone age appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, actually, in Texas, which is still not okay, but the age of consent was 14. Well, I, so speaking of age of consent, yes. I just saw that in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. They raised the age of consent from 12 to 14. Two fourteen. Oh my gosh, it's insanity. From Twelve. And they're like, we did a great thing today. To fourteen? No, you didn't. I'm like, no, you didn't. You absolutely <laughs> did not do a great thing no. today. Still bad. <gasps> Continue. Anyway, so it's the age of consent, and also you can get married as if you have your parents' permission. So I don't know. Maybe they were weird too. I don't know. <clears throat> um. So once Lois kicked the bucket, her son, George Roden, became the leader of the branch. Um, so George first kept most of the popularity among the group, even, uh, and he even forced Koresh and his group, because they were kind of like competing for power, mm-hmm. because Lois would kind of, she would let Koresh like preach sometimes too. (laughs) So um, they were kind of fighting for power and um, eventually George forced Crash and his group off the property at gunpoint. Oh, geez. So him and his like 25 or so followers set up camp in Palestine, Texas. Yeah. (laughs) Where they lived under rough conditions and buses and tents for two years. Roughing it. So that's commitment. By 1987, Rodin's supporters were steadily and rapidly declining. Um, And so he was like, to Crash, he was like, well, if you're so holy and powerful, like, he dug up somebody's grave. (laughs) And he was like, if you're so holy, erase this person from the dead. Ooh. Rap battle. (laughs) Yeah. And instead of Crash being like, um, bobby boo, like trying. He's like, yeah. he's like, yo, that's super illegal, and took him to court. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't just exhume bodies. <laughs> uh, so he filed charges against him. It's like 
the insane person trying to prove the other insane person's more insane. Yeah. It's just madness. <laughs> Anyways, so the, the, I don't know, the courts, I suppose, were like, um, okay, well, you have to prove that he exhumed this body. And Crush mm-hmm. was, like, super on it. And so him and a handful of his followers took, like, a doink load of guns. I don't know. They listed them all. I don't know anything about guns. Um, and a bunch of ammo. And they were going to go and take, like, photographic evidence of the illegal exhumation. Mm-hmm. And gunfire broke out. And Roden actually got shot in the hand. And I think the stomach, maybe. Hmm. Um and then, like, the sheriff came, blah, 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 and Crush, he did, he didn't bring a camera. <laughs> he had, like, all these guns. <laughs> he forgot the one thing to, even, like, get evidence. <laughs> he didn't even have a camera. Dang it, I knew if I something. <laughs> so, I don't, I'm suspect about their true intentions. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Um, so, the, so, like I said, the sheriff showed up, and so they were like, um, that's actually not okay to do. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Like, you can't shoot a guy twice. Yeah. And so um, Koresh and his followers, like, were taken to court, and they were um, found not guilty of... By reason of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. Uh-huh. They were found not guilty, and they called it a... Super heavy quotes here. Fact finding mission <laughs> with no camera. <laughs> they were found not guilty, and Crush was acquitted. And then they just didn't. Nobody ever followed up on that. <laughs> and after the trial ended, he invited the prosecutors to Mount Carmel for ice cream, <laughs> which I think is a bold move, and uh, I love it. Bold move, Vernon. <laughs> bold, bold move. <laughs> Is okay. he still going by Vernon? At this he point? is, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trying to get the. I know. I thought it'd be too confusing to call him Vernon the whole yeah, time. So. I know. Because mostly I'd confuse myself. <laughs> it's okay. In, in 1989, so the shortly after, George Roden. <laughs> this isn't funny. He <laughs> murdered another uh, member of the Branch Davidians. Because he, he, like, said he was the Messiah, and so he just hit him in the no. head a bunch with an axe. <laughs> Not true. Yeah, like, oh, I can't have another one. <laughs> um, and he was judged insane. Oh, well, you know. You don't say. You don't. Really? <laughs> um, and he was confined to a psychiatric hospital. Oh, poor So, Koresh gets everybody. I mean, come He on. doesn't have any competition. No. George killed the other guy. Yeah, hello. Do you really want to follow that? <laughs> yeah, do you want to do that? I haven't killed anyone. <laughs> I tried. I tried to kill George. <laughs> tried really hard. Didn't work. <laughs> Didn't go to jail, though. Um, so anyways, with Roden and Crazy Guy, or not Crazy Guy, uh, what was his name? Waden Adair was the guy who died with an axe. Yeah. Um, uh, Crash basically had everybody to himself, and they were able to raise money to reclaim and move back into Mount Carmel. So they did find a meth lab on the premises. Oh! Um, and Crash actually reported it to the local police and asked that they remove it. Get so, rid of this meth lab. Yes, don't want to be a part of it. Get it out. So that seems like the right thing to do. Uh, okay, he gets one point for <laughs> It's like Jim Jones in his soup kitchen. Comes back to bite him. 
Okay. Also in 1989, um, David proclaimed a doctrine for the House of David, which he said basically that he had a revelation, as they do. Oh, those revelations. (laughs) And God told him that he needed to have 24 children by chosen women in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And he would also spiritually marry them to establish a, quote, House of David. So basically, these 24 children were to serve as the ruling elders um, after the return of Christ. So right. he needed to do So is it. that why he changed his name to David? Wait for it. Waiting for it. We're almost there. But first, I'd like to do some quick math. So he needs to have 24 children. Mm-hmm. There are at this point, or at the time of the siege... Spoilies. Um, there's 101 people. Okay. Um, let's assume half are women. So it's 50. Even less are child rearing age, which he learned the hard way with Lois. You got yes. to have those eggs. You got to have them. Um, but they also can't be 12. I'm sorry. Well, oh, that's the problem sorry. is he's running out of women of child <laughs> varying age so the math equals that Koresh was accused of multiple incidents of sexual abuse of children one of which was his wife's younger sister Um, a six month investigation of sexual abuse allegations by the Texas CPS Child Protective Services failed to turn out any evidence but it's kind of because like the Branch Davidians concealed it because they thought it was what they're supposed to do Mm -hmm. you know because that's what he was telling them yeah um and they even concealed this spiritual marriage um of michelle is the wife's younger sister rachel's younger sister um they assigned him a surrogate husband to like get no, this is... Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. She's, she's married to him. Over here. But also, she's still 12, and also still shouldn't be married. Like, <laughs> I don't know how that fixed everything, but... Um, okay, in May 1990, Vernon Howell filed to legally change his name to David Koresh. David Koresh. So Koresh is the biblical name of Cyrus, um, of Cyrus the Great, a Persian king who is named... A Messiah for freeing the Jews back in the day. And David, of course, symbolizes a lineage directly to the biblical king of David, um, which from whom the new Messiah um, it will descend, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> so that's where he gets the name David Crash. Okay. <clears throat> See, I always thought, like, when I was first hearing the story about the Branch Davidians, I thought that he named it after himself. Yes. Um, but I that's not I think true. David's just a major player. Well, he's a major player. <laughs> all things religion. Yeah. There's a David somewhere. So I believe it was before, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, okay. On February 27th, 1993, the Waco Tribune-Herald, which has both names, Tribune and Herald, Hmm. began publishing a series of articles called The Sinful Messiah, which accused Koresh of physically abusing children in the compound and committing statutory rape 
by taking underage brides. Koresh was also said to advocate polygamy for himself and declared himself married to multiple brides, several of which were underage as young as 12 or 13. Hmm. Allegedly. In addition to sex- sexual abuse mission... <gasps> sex... <laughs> oh my gosh. Words are hard. <laughs> sexual abuse and misconduct. Koresh and his followers were also s- suspected of stockpiling <laughs> illegal weapons. Ugh. Never say you that sentence it. again. <laughs> okay, so they also have bunches of weapons. Chief Deputy Daniel Weyenberg of the County Sheriff's Department called the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Fireworm. Fireworms? Fire. Fire. <laughs> Firearms. <laughs> Fireworms, everybody. Fireworms, the most dangerous kind. The most dangerous kind of worm. Uh, which is AKA the ATF. Um, and he called to notify them that a UPS representative had contacted them after a package being delivered to the Branch Davidians broke open and revealed firearms, inert grenade casings, and black powder. Well, that's not good. I have several thoughts. <laughs> First of all, that's bad. Second of all, who's packaging these guns right? where it just falls and apart? <laughs> like, Maybe they did it on purpose. <sighs> They were like, we want you to get caught, David Koresh. Well, the thing is, is that they were legally selling and purchasing weapons. Mm -hmm. Like, they would sell them at, not gun stores. What are the ones that you can like? Yeah, gun shows. Thank you. (laughs) You can also buy them at a gun gun store. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's what they're called, though. But gun shows. And so it was like inventory more than stockpiling. As far as I understand. Um, But regardless, the ATF opened a formal investigation. Agents David Aguilera. Genie in a bottle, baby. (laughs) And Skinner visited the Branch of Indians gun dealer, Henry McMahone. (laughs) McMahone. And he was like, well, why don't you just, like, call him (laughs) and ask what's going on? (laughs) Like, why are you talking to me? And so Henry, the gun dealer, he called him and he was like, yo. Um, what you doing? The ATF is like worried. And Crush is like, well, let me talk, let me talk to Aguilera. Aguilera? Yeah, I think it's Aguilera. Aguilera? And Aguilera was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to talk to him. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, I don't want to talk to him. I want to talk to you. It's like, what's happening? Um, the local sheriff said, like, just go talk to them. Like, what's wrong with asking? Like, what are you doing? This is weird. But instead, the ATF began surveillance from a house across the road from the compound. Um, and they, they claimed they were like, oh, we're just, you know, some college students. <laughs> no mind. <laughs> yeah, even though they were in their 30s. They drove brand new cars, and they, like, never left the house to, like, well, go I mean, to class or have a they, job. They could be college students if they, you know. I know I knew my fair share of college students that never left their apartment. Or, yeah, but they don't have internet. It's 1993 or 1992. True. So Aguilera uh, filed an affidavit that said that the Davidians had violated federal law, and the ATF obtained search warrants, um, in warrants for the arrests of Koresh. 
um, and other specific followers on weapons charges, um, citing the many firearms that they have accumulated. So it is definitely illegal for the government to use the Army or Air Force against its own people. Mm -hmm. Um, However, this comes with a caveat. Mm -hmm. So because of our friend the war on drugs, (laughs) I don't know why it's our friend. Our BFF. (laughs) If there's suspected drug abuse, they can <gasps> obtain the military assets. Exactly. So remember the meth lab that he asked law enforcement to get rid of because it was there before he moved in. They used that as a reason to claim that Crush was possibly operating a meth lab. Um, although the ATF's investigation focused on firearm violations and not illegal drugs, the ATF requested a assistance from the DEA and the DOD citing a drug connection. So they first attempted to execute their search warrant on Sunday morning, February 28th, 1993. Um, So basically they were going to try and like surprise them and show up so Mm -hmm. that they like they thought the branch of Indians had all these guns, right? Mm -hmm. So they didn't want them to be prepared and like <laughs> locked and loaded. Um, but any, but they, <laughs> they told like the news people that they were going to do it. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so there was a KWTX TV reporter that um, had been tipped off and he was on his way and he stopped and at, asked the USPS mail carrier mm-hmm. on the way for directions and that was Koresh's brother-in-law that he asked. <laughs> so Koresh was like, ring, ring. Dude, hello. <laughs> oh, look out. They on their way. They coming. They coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. But also he's married to everyone. So literally the whole town was probably his brother-in-law. Probably. <laughs> um, so the ATF arrived at 945 in a convoy. Um, they were in civilian vehicles, but uniformed in SWAT tactical gear. Um, and gunfire ensued. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 but a lot worse. ATF agents stated that they heard shots coming from within the compound, but the Branch Davidians survivors said that they heard shots coming from the ATF agents outside. So obviously that's never been cleared up, um, but it's most likely was like an accidental discharge of mm-hmm. a weapon, causing everybody to think, Everybody else yeah, is shooting. Someone was firing on them, or mm-hmm. so. For, for oh my gosh, during the first shots, Crush was wounded. He was actually shot in the hand and the stomach. That oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Either it was both, or I projected that onto the other guy. Um, within a minute of the raids start like the gunfire start the a branch divinian named wayne martin called emergency services and he was pleading for them to stop shooting um he asked for a ceasefire and like the 901 recordings say like they're here they come again and that's them shooting that's not us so 45 minutes into just non-stop bullets mm-hmm. um gunfire began to slow down as agents because they started getting low on ammo Mm -hmm. um but overall the shooting continued for two hours which is horrifying horrifying um the it's a lot of ammo so much it's crazy like that's that's a lot (laughs) 
the county sheriffs basically contacted the ATF and negotiated a ceasefire. Um, the ATF agents withdrew only after they were out of ammunition, though. <laughs> okay, we out. Yeah, I guess. Fine, we'll, fine, we'll stop. We'll stop. We'll stop. We'll be the bigger person here. <sighs> yeah. Um, the Davidians, however, had plenty of ammo. Um, and all four ATF agents had been killed during the firefight, and 16 had been injured. After the ceasefire, the branch Davidians allowed the ATF um, dead and wounded to be evacuated and held their fire during the ATF retreat. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Five Branch Davidians were killed in the raid. Um, And so that's day one. (laughs) Because this goes on for like a month or something. 51 days. Holy moly. Are you ready for the longest episode? I'm just kidding. And now we'll have a day hour two. By hour. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and everyone. Welcome to hangs day up. three. <laughs> uh, David Crash had a breakfast. <laughs> eggs and oatmeal. Yes, he loves oatmeal. Overnight oats. Overnight oats. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, okay, let's be blind. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so ATF agents established contact with Kresh and others inside the compound. Um, and the FBI soon uh, came after the deaths of federal agents. They kind of took over. Mm-hmm. So at first, the Davidians had telephone contact with um, the outside world. They were talking to uh, local news and media, and Crush was giving phone interviews, but then the FBI cut Davidian communication with the outside world. Mm-hmm. So for the next 51 days, communication with those inside was by telephone only to the FBI people. Yep. Um, in the first few days, they believed that they had made a breakthrough with negotiation, negotiations with Koresh um, because he said that he would leave the compound in return for a message that Koresh recorded broadcast on national radio. Um, and he made that broadcast, but then Koresh told them that God had told him to remain in the building and wait. Soon afterwards, um, they managed to negotiate um, the release of 19 children, uh, ranging in age from five months to 12 years old, mm-hmm. without their parents, though. Well. So, um, or without their husband, David Koresh. Oh. Oh. As the siege wore on, which is also a fun word, siege. Waco siege. Waco siege. So within the FBI, kind of they kind of started like splitting into two different factions. One believing that negotiation was the answer, and the other thinking that force was going to be the way to go. Um, so, who do you think won? The force people. <laughs> May the force be with you. Um, so <laughs> they uh, started using tactics 
such as sleep deprivation. Um, they did all-night broadcasts of recordings of Jet Plane, pop music, specifically These Boots Are Made for Walking by Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> uh, chanting and the screams of rabbits being slaughtered. What? And I'm, I've heard the screams yes, of rabbits. Yes, me too. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. <laughs> Just for like hours straight. Ugh, yep. It's horrifying for like... 30 seconds. Yeah. 10 seconds. I mean, I have murderous cats. <laughs> That's right. You've heard it in real life. Oh, I've heard it. I've heard it under my bed. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> uh, and then eventually the FBI cut all power and water to the compound. Um, forcing them to survive basically on rainwater, which Waco doesn't have a ton of the rain that much in Tejas. <laughs> and uh, stockpiled MREs. No. And yes, MREs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, meals ready to eat. Yeah. Rations. Mm-hmm. Um, Koresh eventually let 11 more people go, um, but they were all arrested. Oh. As material witnesses, and one person was even charged with conspiracy to murder. Murder. <laughs> <This is a> murder. <laughs> okay, the final assault took place. See, I skipped all those days. The yeah. final We're at assault. day 51. <laughs> yes. Took place on April 19th, 1993. Um, because they were, the Branch Vidians were known to be heavily armed, which they were. Mm-hmm. The FBI hostage rescue team, which... Really? That's what we're calling it? Yeah. Um, they had 50 caliber rifles, um, CEVs, mm. combat engineering vehicles. Okay. Um, and those basically used explosive to punch holes in the walls of the building oh. so that they could pump in tear gas mm. and try and, like, basically non-lethally force them out. out. Yeah. And they just plan to use increasing amounts of gas to be pumped in. Um, it ended up being two days to increase pressure. And they were said no armed assaults was to be made. Um, after more than six hours of just having tear gas pour, pour, pour in, no Branch Davidians had left the building. They were in, they were sheltering in an underground concrete block, like bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't it like a f- like a industrial like freezer or something mm-hmm. or like a fridge i don't know i don't know it's maybe i saw that on that because there's a uh it's not a documentary series yes. it's a, like a uh yeah uh, i know what you're talking you about it's called exactly. waco yeah. it's so good yes yeah uh yeah it's kind of like i feel like those are the same idea yeah like kind of close yourself in a emergency room uh-huh a panic room panic room so at about noon, um, three fires broke out almost simultaneously in different parts of the building and spread quickly. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, because of the gas. Very flammable. Flammable. There's a flammability hazard there. There's a major flammability hazard. There's guns being shot. Ammo you is know also this, But flammable. you have to, like it's a spark, basically, to shoot yeah. a gun. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, equals flame. And ammo. Bam. Bam. Boom. Boom. Kapow. Skadoo. <laughs> so, 
Basically, the three fires started at the same time. They spread quickly because that bad boy's full of just accelerant. Yeah. It's like the air is accelerant. Um, and TV like footage caught it live on mm-hmm. the news, which is great. That's why um, I think they don't do that anymore. <laughs> I, well, I, I think they still do, but it's never, like, intentional. Like, well, it's got, like, a seven-second delay, at least. Well, I don't think so. I don't, really? Like, I don't think I haven't news watched the news has in a really long time. I, the, I don't think the news has a seven-second delay, because I remember watching the um, uh, the Black Lives Matter protests oh, really? in downtown when they turned very violent. Oh, no. Um, it was not on a delay. Oh, like, gosh. I remember well, I watching... <laughs> Or reporters no, getting tear gassed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's horrifying. Anyway. Which you're not supposed to use. Oh, it's Anyhow. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. Anyhow. <laughs> the government maintains the fires were deliberately started by the Branch Davidians. But there were a few Branch Davidian survivors, and they say they were accidentally mm-hmm. or deliberately started by the assault. Oh, jeez. So nine people escaped during the fire. Um, <clears throat> the remaining Branch Davidians, including the children, were either buried alive by rubble, suffocated, or shot. Many were killed by smoke or carbon monoxide inhalation and other um, causes by fire engulfing the building. So between the two, the first day and the last day raids, 80 Branch Davidians died, 76 um, on the last day, including 25 children, two pregnant women, and David Koresh himself. David Koresh himself. He did. He did. Goodbye, David Koresh. Um, so that's it. Everybody died. Yeah. And it's horrifying. It is horrifying. Both of these are horrifying. Both of them are horrifying. And there is a lot of, like, who shot first mm-hmm. and who started the fire and they shouldn't have been using tear gas because we there wasn't the <laughs> because there wasn't drugs that should never have been on the table in the first mm-hmm. place and they know it's super flammable but they did it anyways so there's a lot of controversy back and forth yeah which um, has never really been settled nope absolutely not so uh, again that was probably too long and a little bit boring but you know. <laughs> I did it <laughs> Yay, Yay, Waco! Waco! <laughs> Siege. 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 Yeah. yeah. They're both terrible. Awful. Like. Well, and I think one of the reasons that they they responded so severely to this was they didn't want another Jonestown. Jam- Jam- <laughs> Not Jamestown. <laughs> Jonestown. Jones- they didn't yeah. want another Jonestown, so they were like, okay, let's jump on this early. And I remember them saying that... Yeah. Like, even in documentaries, they're like, we didn't want another Jonestown situation. Yeah. Um, which basically is what they got. Cause well, they did. I mean, who knows, I guess. But I mean, not to everybody the did degree of 918 people. Yeah, that's true. It was, what did I say, 80? Uh, okay. Still too many. That's a lot. Too many people. Yeah. So, yeah. there you have it. Okay. <laughs> We're back. Sorry. <laughs> to our regularly scheduled terrible programming. Yay. Not terrible as in, you know, we're terrible, but like terrible as in topics. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in both. 
I hopefully <laughs> you guys are too. I am still trying to get through the Heaven's Gate documentary. Oh, I watched those on all in one HBO. One puzzle sitting. Um, well, yeah. Ryan is not very oh. into my cult. Rude. Serial killer murder. He doesn't know anything. Thing, um, but so I've got to like watch it when he is not home or <laughs> watch it by myself. Which um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but before we just became a two television household. Woo woo! Very uh, like within the last month, we became a two TV household. Yeah, great. Um, we went eight, almost nine years of being. One TV. One TV. It's Eight tough. years of being one TV. Yeah. In our house. Yep. Tough. It's tough. Yeah, some cats can watch Especially Animal Especially if you don't like <laughs> <laughs> So Brian still doesn't get a choice. The cats watch Animal the Planet watch and you watch yeah. <laughs> Murder Dog. It's great. <laughs> Bagheera loves the Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. Obviously. They both love Lion King. Oh, sad. Yeah, Too sad. They love it. <laughs> They'll actually watch TV. It's funny. <laughs> Only if cats are on. Well, yeah. Like, or do they like a documentary? They too? like a documentary. They, they like anything on they're TV. Fine with I mean, that. Aristocats is probably one of their favorites. <laughs> I learned that I don't know anything about Aristocats. And, but yes, that's very true. Call back. <laughs> All righty. Well, okay. We are back. We're yes. We'll see you next week. Yes, we are back to our regularly scheduled programming. Thank Huzzah. you guys for letting us take a little vacay. Yes. Hope you missed us. Um, <laughs> Because we so, missed yeah, you. No pre-plans for a vacation, but who knows? We could you know, take time off. Or... Not next week, though. Not next week, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> like Soon before. before. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, love you, Mina. Love you, Mina. Bye. Bye. Bye.